Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We're in a series right now called Blood, Fire, and Rubies. This is probably one of my favorite series to dive into and really study because it's all about the life of Jesus. And we're diving into why do we follow him? You know, you really have to know that. And if you know anything about change, and maybe this is your first time, I want to just tell you, change is all about following the example of Jesus. We'll always look to Jesus. We'll always point to him. What did he do? What did he say? Because we believe that he's like the perfect example that God sent to the world. I love the song we sang where it talks about um, you couldn't do heaven without us. So Jesus brought heaven down. I love that line. But literally, like, God sent Jesus to show us how to bring heaven down to earth. He said, y'all need an example, a representation. Let me send my one and only son. He's going to show you how to do it. He's going to show you how to. So we always point to Jesus. But we can't just follow him blindly. Say, well, the Bible says, so we follow him. No. No, we, we can't just go into this thing blindly because there's a lot of good religious leaders out there that have done great things, have books written about them, have even died for the cause. But that doesn't set them apart for us to follow them. We have to know why do we lay it all on the line for Jesus. Out of all the religious leaders, out of all the things that people have said, written, and talked about, why do we sell out for Jesus? I love Britain Jesus on the table, too. It's a conversation starter. It's a conversation ender sometimes. Um, but Jesus is always one that gets the feathers ruffled. If you're ever talking with anybody, if you want to really bring up some conversation, it's going to get some interesting talk going on or make someone feel super uncomfortable, bring the name of Jesus to your conversation. You can talk about anything. I promise you anything. The weather, uh, politics, um, religion, a- anything. You can talk about anything. But as soon as you say the name of Jesus, watch the conversation start, um, take, a, take a turn and watch it come alive. Uh, I love putting Jesus on the table because he's such a controversial topic because of what he did. He came to the earth to change everything. He literally changed everything, even the way that people were doing it who believed in him. You see, we were we're stuck in a cycle, and we hit on this a little bit last week, but we were stuck in a cycle. You know, there was a law of sin that kept us from God. And so in order to have that uh, relationship with God, we had to have atonement. We had to have forgiveness and redemption, right, in order to get into the presence of God. So we're in this, this broken cycle. They, they would come to the temple, and there was the priest that could only get to God. And so you had to come to the priest because he was the only one that could touch the Father. And then you had to give an animal and sacrifice it because blood represents life, right? You know, if you cut yourself deep and and no blood comes out, you might want to check something because there's something wrong. There's blood inside of us, and that makes us alive. A blood flow is the sign of life. And so what they believed is that, that when you killed an animal, the blood would shed over your dead sin, right? Because sin, the ultimate, is death. It leads to death. It might feel good for a while. It might be pleasurable for a bit. But the ultimate thing of sin is, is death. 
And so they would bring the animal, they would sacrifice it and be atoned. And it was almost like, you know, we talked about like a cell phone plan, like you'd get data or minutes, and then you'd have enough to go throughout your week, you'd go back to your sinful life, and you'd come, get atoned again. And it's this broken cycle. There's no heart transformation. Nothing was happening in the followers of Christ. It was just getting atoned to be forgiven. And then they'd go back to their life, use their data plan, come back. They need more minutes. And they come to the Father, get atoned, go back to their life, sin, go on, treat everybody like however they wanted to. And so Jesus, when he came in, check it. Jesus came and he broke all the rules. He said, this is really cute what you got going on, but this isn't why we're doing this. This isn't the main point. And Jesus came to break everything down. It's not about rules. It's not about regulations. It's not about all this stuff. It's about a relationship and transformation that transforms you to actually change not only what you're doing or, or not only change you from doing something, but change you to do something. Jesus came and he said, okay, you're getting forgiven. That's good. But you're not going past that. You're, you're not set free just to be set free. I don't know if you've ever been sick where you just feel like you're going to die. But we were on our honeymoon. We're in Sayulita, Mexico. A friend told us about it. And me and Ashley, we're, we're the type that we like adventure. We don't like the all-inclusive resort. There might be some of you that are like, hey, give me an all-inclusive resort. Me and Ashley are like, give us a tribe. We'll go eat some chicken feet and, and figure out what's going on. We'll just adventure time. Like, that's what we want. We want to experience culture. And so we, we flew in. We didn't really know where we were going, but, like, we, we flew into the main part, and then we drove an hour. And when we got to Sayulita, it was this mountain village, and nobody spoke English. We got off the bus, and we're starting to ask people stuff, and they're just pointing. They're not talking to us. They're pointing because, you know, they can't speak our language. So we're like, all right. So we just follow the point, and we're walking up this mountain, and we're like, all right, everybody's pointing now. We're showing them the address. They're pointing, so we're going towards the point. And so <laughs> we start walking up to this house. It's amazing. I mean, this place is awesome. We're on top of the mountain. We can see over the beach, and it's just beautiful. We go down into the village. No one speaks English, but we're like, we want fish taco. They understand that, fish taco. And so they literally have fish hanging up on their little cart thing. They grab a fish off, chop off its head, and give you a taco. It's like so authentic. And so we're eating off carts, like off the streets. We're eating everything we see because we're foodies. <laughs> we don't care where it comes from. We just we want to experience good food. So we found this place, and we were eating it all week long. It's amazing. You know, it's totally secluded. So we're fine. Then we come back to the States our home, and we go to this, this hotel. We're staying there right before we go home, and there's this all-you-can-eat buffet of steak and lobster and crab legs and sushi. Weird combo, but it's good because sushi's awesome. And there's all-you-can-eat. I'm like, dear Lord, help me. I have no, you know how you, sometimes you don't have self-control? I went way past that. I had like three plates every time I went up, right? I'm like, I'm scarfing it down. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I had fish tacos and that was good, but yo, give me some steak. Like I like steak. I like lobster and crab legs. I'm like, this is awesome. So we're doing it. It's all you can eat. And we're, we're eating, eating, eating. That night, I was so sick. I thought I was going to die. Like I thought I was going to meet Jesus. I was laying in my bed saying, Lord, take me now. Like, that steak and lobster is kicking me in the face. And I can't, like, it was bad. And Ashley, we were both sick, and we are like, oh, my word, this is terrible. And here we ate fish off the streets in Mexico in a mountain from people who didn't speak our language, and now we're eating in 
come from a buffet. I can pronounce all the things on the menu. But I'm sick as a dog. I remember getting over that night, right? And I was like, oh, Lord, majestic is your name, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for keeping me alive. Because I was like, in the middle of, I'm like, Lord, take me. Lord, let the rapture happen right now in the midst of this, right? Take me out of my misery. But in, if you've never been sick, you don't know how good it is to be well. And in your sickness, you realize the greatness of the victory of being well. In the middle of my sickness, I'm like, God, I can't take this anymore. That when I'm well, I'm like, dear Lord, thank you for saving me from that. And Jesus came, and I believe that if we were never stuck in sin and never had the feeling of sickness, being sick with the sin, we would never know the victory of what it is to be redeemed. And it's in that redemption, Jesus came, and he didn't just die. Because that would have been good. And we would have written a lot of stuff about him. And all the things that he said would have been super inspiring. We would have still had the red letters in our Bible. It would have still been really, really, really good stuff. You know, posted on Instagram, tweetable, good stuff. But he didn't stop there. And that's why he set apart. Because he didn't just stop at death. He rose himself from the dead. He conquered death. And in that, he showed that death has no say over those that are alive in Christ. And when we're alive in him, we realize it's not just about being redeemed. You see, Jesus doesn't come just to redeem us. And this is what I love about Jesus, is that when he came and he died and his blood was shed, that blood, the, the sign of life, covered over all sin, which was death, right? So it, it literally made death go away. And then he raised himself from the dead, so he showed that not only are you to be redeemed, because that would have been good enough, and we would have all been awesome with that. If we would have all been redeemed and being saved to go to heaven, praise the Lord. But he didn't stop there. And this is why Jesus changes everything up, because he said you can't stop at death. You can't stop at atonement can't stop at covering your sin. That's good, but it's not great. It's not why I came. It's not why I, I, that's not why God sent his only son. Jesus came to show we're not to stop at being redeemed. He came to not only redeem us, he came to release us on the earth. He came for us to come alive in who he is. Not to stop at just being forgiven, but to come alive in that forgiveness and to show the world who he is by him coming alive through us. That's why we always say we're coming alive to our purpose so others can find theirs. And that's what Jesus does. He redeems us, which is amazing because I don't know about you, but I have a past. I have things I've done I'm not proud of, things that I've gotten into that I wish I wouldn't have. But when I came to Jesus, he redeems me. But if I would stop there, I'd miss the whole point. If the whole purpose was for you just to come to Jesus and he forgives you your sin, you feel good, and you come to change, and you meet some people, and you're reading the Bible, like, that's all good, but you're missing the point. That's not what it's about. That's good. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Because you come, you get inspired, you're rubbing shoulders with people that are encouraging you, and you're encouraging them, and we're doing life together. We're lifting things that we never could lift on our own. We're like, wow, we're taking on this city. We're transforming our neighborhoods and our, our families and our jobs. We're doing this together. That's all good and gravy, but 
God didn't come just to set us free so we could meet and be in a Bible study. That's pointless. Jesus came to start a fire. I want to talk about this next week. I'm not really going to get into it this week. But Jesus was a pyro. He came to start a fire in us. You see it all throughout his disciples. His disciples literally died for this cause. He started something in them that couldn't be put out. And when Jesus came, he broke the law of sin. And he broke it so much that we would come alive to who he is. I remember it was about a year and a half into our marriage. And, and Ashley, my wife, we were in the Dominican Republic. And we were on a missions trip. And we were doing medical missions. And it was awesome. It was an amazing trip. But she had been sick for like a year and a half. And we really didn't know what it was all about. But uh, she had just been like super sick. And so in that middle of that trip, she had like pain in her back and all this stuff. And there was a nurse on the trip. And, and she was like, wow, you need to get that checked. You really need to, to make sure everything's all right. Now, years before, her surgeon in Kansas City had put rods in her back because she had scoliosis. And so she had these titanium rods placed in her back to straighten her up. And, and she called her surgeon. And he was like, you need to come in ASAP. And so we had an emergency flight to Chicago. Her, her dad picked us up and drove us all the way to Kansas City where we had this emergency surgery. And they came in and they, they actually prepped me and told me that I need to say goodbye to my wife. And that's when life got super real. I don't know if you've had those moments where life becomes real. And all of a sudden, it's not about the things, it's not about what you're wearing. It's not about what you're going to do for dinner. It's not about how much money you're going to make or the goals that you got set for your life. All of a sudden, all that matters is my wife. All that matters is what really matters, life. And I remember that in that time, it was like everything was a blur. And all that I could think about was my wife and how she was doing. All that I could think about was if she's going to make it or not. And obviously, she did. God did a miracle in her life. But I believe that Jesus came to redeem us so that we could come to the realization of what life's all about. Because sometimes we get in a broken cycle. We come, get atoned, we go back to our life and treat it like it, nothing happened. Jesus said, that's broken. Because when I come alive in you, you have to come alive in me and who I am. And you know who Jesus is? He has a lot of names. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. The provider, Jehovah Jireh, right? He has all these names. He, Yahweh. You know, he is the all-knowing God, omnipotent. He's, he's the all-powerful God. And, and, and Jesus came to not only set us free, but who he is becomes who we are. And so his blood covers the sin, but it was the perfect price. It was the perfect amount to let us come alive in who he is. And I want to look at John chapter 15, verse 12. We looked a little bit last week, but I want to go a little deeper. In verse 12, it says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. 
Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. And I love this because not only did Jesus come, but he chose us. He chose to die, and because of that, he breaks down our human nature. Now, my human nature is condition. I love you under these conditions. You treat me right. You talk to me right. Treat my family right. And if that's all good, we're good. I love you. But as soon as you break those conditions, you cut me off on the highway. You flip me off. You curse me out. As soon as you talk about my family, as soon as you, you do something against me, all of a sudden those conditions are broken, and my love for you is broken. That's how we work, right? That's how we work, you know? And, and we're driving down the road. We don't know who's in front. We don't know that person that just cut us off from Adam. We've never met him. But all of a sudden they cut us off. We have some words for them. We have some major words for them, right? Like, oh, I hope they don't pull over because I'm going to, mm-hmm. And it's amazing that we're, we work in this, and Jesus came to redeem us from that so that we didn't react, because we react as humans. But he said, enough reacting. I'm going to come alive in you so that you don't react, you choose. And Jesus showed. That's what it's all about. It's not about reacting to things, because then we'd react to everything. You know, the economy goes down, we react. Oh, no, what are we going to do? React to politics all in a shambles, like, it's been a shambles for years. And if we react to that, we're going to be in reaction mode all the time. Jesus said, don't react. I've come to set you free that all of a sudden the laws of sin, human nature, reaction, doesn't have a hold of you. No longer does it conquer you. Now you come alive in me, and I give you the power to choose. So you choose to love, even when they don't love you back. And you choose to forgive. Even when they've wronged you, hardcore wronged you, you still forgive because you choose. And it's in the power of his name. It's in the power of his blood. The life that he, he gave for us is so that we can come alive in him. Not that we sit and be forgiven, but that we understand the past that we came from. So we appreciate the present that we're in today. And that's why we praise him. That's why we give him all the glory. That's why when we sing, man, I got my hands raised. You know why? Because I'm surrendering to him, and I'm thanking him for who he is. I'm saying, God, you're amazing. You're great. You're awesome. You are powerful because he's redeemed me. He set me free. And you don't know my past. You don't know what I got going on. But I got a lot that God set me free from. So I'm praising him. I'm thanking him. And a lot of you got the same thing. Where it's more than a song. It's more than just worship. When we sing, my God, my rock, redeemer, whatever the words are, you know, I can't think right now. You, be, you are faithful, God. You are faithful. And for a lot of us, that's more than words because of our experience. Because we understand in the middle of our sickness, in the middle of the mountain in front of our face, he was faithful. That's why we look back. Oh, yeah, he was faithful. I remember what he did. I remember how he moved that mountain. I remember how he healed my wife. I remember what he did. 
And so we go forward and we come alive to that. And we choose. We choose to love. We choose to forgive. I want to challenge us as change. A lot of our team and a lot of our, our staff have made lists of people that we are praying over and inviting to come into this amazing relationship with Jesus. Now, let me tell you something. We are blessed. God has forgiven us. We understand that. And maybe, you know, this is your first time, you know, and you're still, I don't know, maybe you're struggling with the thing of the concept of Jesus and Savior and all that stuff. And, hey, that's okay. Because, like, we're, we're all on a journey, right? And wherever you are, that's where Jesus meets you, and that's fine. But for those of you that, like, have been redeemed and you've been set free, I mean, you're just like, you understand what he's done. But we can't stop there. We have to share it. Because he didn't save us just to set us free so we can all congregate and sit around a table and be all happy together and do a Bible study and sit and keep it to ourselves. We can't do that. We have to set others free by the words of our testimony, right? That's how we witness the words of our testimony, what God's done in our lives, what we've experienced from him, the power that he's done in our lives. I want to share it. And so we started making lists. Uh, we talked to our team when we first launched. And we're like, hey, let's make a list of the people that we're praying over, the people that we want to invite. So I got all excited. I'm like writing my list, and I'm thinking I'm going through Facebook, right? I'm going through Instagram. I'm not doing all my friends. Don't, don't get weird on me, right? Because, like, I know. I got, like, you know, a 1,000 friends that aren't really my friends, right? I get that. But the people that I'm actually texting, I'm going through Facebook. I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, man, I got to invite this one. I got to invite this person. Man, I came up with 93 people on my list, and I felt really proud of that. I was like, wow. I'm going to text my team and tell them that. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to just, they're going to be like, wow, I got to get myself in order. So I text everybody. I'm like, hey, listen, I got 93 people on my team. I want you, or on my list, I want you to pray with me and and really believe I'm going to encourage you to do the same. Well, I don't know who it was, but someone texts in, hey, that's awesome. I have 130. I was like, shut up. Shut up. No, you don't. Okay, so we all have our list, right? We're all making like pages and pages of notes because of what, God's done in us. Now we want to share it. And so we're praying. I'm praying over that list daily. God, prepare a way for me to speak and to share into this person's life. Give me an opportunity to invite. Give me an opportunity to do something. And God, not only that, but prepare the soil for my seeds to be planted. Right? Because if you don't cultivate the soil, you can't push seeds in hard ground. So we pray. Prayer of our list. God, get the ground ready. That when I make that invite, it's good. Prepare the ground so that when I plant that seed, it goes into soft soil. In fact, there might be already seeds planted, and all I'm doing is watering it. Who knows? I don't know where they are in their journey. I always feel like this. Like, like this is zero, this is minus 10, and this is plus 10. Zero is coming to Jesus, and I feel like everybody's on this scale. They're either at minus 10 or they're at zero, or they're, maybe they're even past that. And that's like coming alive to your purpose, right? When you're like 8, 9, and 10 plus, that's when you're like working in the things of God, and you're, you're on fire. Like that's where you are. But, but people need to come to the zero, and we're taking people from minus 10 to zero. I don't know where they are. They might have had a grandma that's been praying over them for years, and maybe they're at a minus six. They've thought about it, but, they, man, they've been to church. They know what those hypocrites do. They've been judged. They've walked in. People looked them up and down like, what are you doing here? 
they, they get it. So they're minus six. And your invitation might bring them up to a minus four. You don't know. They might be at a minus one. And they're thinking about it. Day and night. God might be doing something in their heart. And your invitation might just be the one to bring them in. And we're coming up on Easter. One of the easiest days to invite someone to church. Do you know like eight out of ten people say yes to invitation to Easter? Because everybody goes to church on Easter. You know, you got all your CEs, your Christmas and Easter people. So I want to encourage you to, to start now. Write your list. Come up with a list and start praying, God, help me. Break my heart for this. Let it be more than just me set free, but let me come alive to why I'm here, my purpose. To, and ask yourself this, how am I doing with the Great Commission? You sent, you sent us here to make disciples on the earth. How am I doing with that? Take inventory. What am I doing with this cause? What am I doing with this purpose? And let us, as a church, collectively, man, let us start praying. I want to pray over your list. Man, if you want to see mine, I'll text it to you, all right? Just let me know. Let's pray. Let's join together because I believe there's power in prayer. There's power in coming before the Father and laying our our needs and what we desire before him. Uh, But I want to pray for you today just that God would start to lay names on your heart. When we started doing this, I remember starting to pray, and I had like 30 off the top of my head, just people that God already put on my heart. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to start writing because I just, I know the names. And God will do that for you too. He'll, he'll give you people that are in your life. You're like, ah, oh, I never even thought of that relationship. But God's heart breaks for that person. And when you start to align yourself with him, you say, God, help me to see what you see. All of a sudden, your eyes start seeing people differently. And you don't see, you know, maybe an annoying person. Or you don't see that person at work that, you know, not, not everybody likes. You know, all of a sudden, you see them as a soul and someone to reach. And someone that God's heart breaks for. And you start crying over them. You're like, what the jazz? What are these wet things coming out for them? Yeah, and Jesus starts to do something in your heart. I've, I, I've seen it done with me. So I know he can do it with you. So I want to pray for you, all right? Would you just pray with me that God would just help show you maybe people to, to really start to invite, start to pray over. But let's do that today. God, I love you so much. And I thank you for this amazing mission that you have us on, God. You sent your son because you loved us so much you wanted to bridge so that we could get to you. And so you had to send Jesus. And so God, I pray that we wouldn't stop at just being redeemed, but God, you would release us in our purpose. We would come alive to who you are. I pray for these in this room, my friends and my family. I pray that you would call them. I pray that you would speak to them. Put names on their hearts, God. As simple as that. Put a name on their heart that they can write it on a list and start to pray because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that when we pray, angels move. Things start to happen. And so we align ourselves with what's going on in heaven. We get involved with your movement. God, help us to be bold. Help us to be passionate about this. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.